The following podcast is a production of Ocean Media Enterprises. Welcome to the Squeeze, the real stories behind the changemakers that are shaping our future here in Florida. I'm your host, Marco Garan. And I'm your host, Lucia Baez-Geller. Well, our next guest is a state lawmaker in November of 2016. He made history as Florida's first openly LGBTQ plus Latino lawmaker representing House District 49 in Central Florida. Since then, he co-founded and was elected as the chairman of the Legislative Progressive Caucus. As a lawmaker, Representative Smith has been a champion for civil rights, cannabis reform, public school, gun safety, mental health, and animal welfare. Wow. Out, yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Out magazine recognized Carlos as one of the survivors and heroes of Pulse for his outspokenness in support of those impacted by the Orlando tragedy. Welcome to the squeeze, State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith. Thank you for having me. Gracias por invitarme. It is so great to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're super busy. And just to start off, for folks that may not know the area that you represent in Florida, what area are you in in Florida? Central Florida, correct? Yes. Thank you, Marco, for um, for talking about the district that I represent. That's mm. House District 49. That's the East Orlando area uh, in Orange County, which includes the main campus of UCF. Uh, Waterford Lakes as well, Union Park. Uh, it's a great area of the state, and I could not be more proud um, to serve the people of House District 49 now in my uh, third term. Oh, wow. congrats. Yeah, that's the applause, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so you, we, we, we celebrate you for your historic win as uh, the first openly LGBTQ state Thank rep, you. Latino, Latinx. In Florida, what does that mean to you? Well, representation matters for all marginalized communities, especially. But when our campaign made history in 2016, when I was elected by the voters of House District 49, but also making history as the first LGBTQ Latinx lawmaker in our state's history, I realized that I had an important uh, responsibility. Um, with a seat at the table to be able to represent our community, to make sure that we pushed back against uh, discrimination against LGBTQ people and Latino people as well, to make sure that we were fighting for fairness and equality for all, uh, to make sure that we were fighting for access for health insurance. And of course, the timing of my election, which was just months after the tragedy at Pulse nightclub, uh, that disproportionately impacted LGBTQ Latinos. Uh, it was just um, a, a responsibility that I take very seriously to to be the voice for so many who have not been voices, that or who have not had voices uh, for right. them in state government. Which is why I always wear this uh, rainbow ribbon hmm. because it reminds me not only of the um, of the tragedy. Uh, from June 12, 2016, but also it reminds me of what's really important as I'm uh, a public servant fighting for my constituents. And what's really important is life, love, and equality for all. And it's hard to forget that. I'll never forget that. What would you say are your top priorities now? Basically, Republican lawmakers took a very hands-off approach during coronavirus. Uh, we didn't have a special legislative session uh, there were 43 states in the union 
that had special legislative sessions to uh, offer relief and support to the residents of their states. Florida was not one of the 43. We had a lot of work to do as soon as we began the legislative session. Uh, We had a lot of work to do to help the millions of Floridians who were pushed into poverty due to COVID-19. We had a lot of work to do and have a lot of work to do to help the small businesses. One in five businesses in the state of Florida closed at one point uh, due to the economic consequences of COVID-19. As far as my legislative priorities go, this session um, at the top of my list are offering direct relief and support uh, Mm -hmm. to those who are struggling right now because of the pandemic. We have filed legislation to offer direct relief to people who are behind on their utility bills to help keep the lights on, $100 million in direct relief in the legislation that we filed with Senator Shepard Jones. We offered a commercial rent relief through another bill that I filed uh, with Senator Aneta Deo uh, that helps small businesses get caught up on commercial rent that they've fallen behind on uh, because of COVID-19. And both of those bills, I get a lot of reaction to them when I, um, when I talk to my colleagues uh, and advocate for them because the utility bill is $100 million in direct relief for mm-hmm. utility customers. And the small business bill is a half a billion dollars in direct relief. And so during tough economic times, a lot of folks are like, whoa, don't we have a budget deficit? Where is that money gonna come from? Well, thanks to President Joe Biden, and the Democrats in Congress, Florida is getting $10.2 billion with a B wow. in wow. government coffers as a result of the American uh, Rescue Plan that passed in Congress without support from Republicans in Congress, by the way. Yes. Uh, and so now we need to use that money wisely and strategically. And in my opinion, we need to use that money in a way that offers direct relief Uh, to those people who need it most. Right. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. It's amazing to have you up there. We need your voice. We're so glad you're there. (laughs) But speaking of that, lending your voice, when was it that you feel you had that moment where you found your voice, where you said, I'm going to use it on this platform for public service? Tell us about that, that moment. My aha moment was in 2015 when I was uh, an advocate for Equality Florida. I already had legislative experience because I was a staffer for two former members of the Florida House, Scott Randolph and Joe Saunders. But at that, at that point in 2015, when I was an advocate for Equality Florida, I was tasked with uh, killing anti-LGBTQ legislation, le- legislation in that session. So I decided to run. Uh, I announced that I was running Uh, just a few months later in June of 2015, and the rest was history. That's amazing. And we certainly need more people who are definitely fighting, using their voice for wonderful causes like you are. So how can we support, how can we, um, what would you say to somebody who would like to run, especially maybe someone who is LGBT, who might be on the fence? What would you say to that person? Because we want as many people many great people up there representing us as possible. The advice that I would give is, you know, don't sell yourself short. Don't underestimate yourself. 
you know, for many years, um, you know, my goal was not necessarily to be in public office or to run for public office even, but politics and particularly running for office, a lot of it has to do with um, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, And that's where I, that is where, that is where I found myself. I found myself in a place where I had uh, experience that made me a good candidate for public office, my legislative experience, my experience as an advocate for a lot of issues that were impacting many Floridians. Uh, I work in class background. You know, I managed a men's warehouse store for eight years before I got it. Oh, wow. No wonder you look so good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I'm still giving fashion advice on the floor of the house by the (laughs) way. We won't ask to who. We won't ask to who. I found myself in this situation where I'm like, you know what? Um, Rather than asking for a seat at the table, I decided that for for our community, for myself, for the district that I represent, that it was time for me to just walk up to the table and just claim the seat, just take the seat, um, you know, figuratively and literally. Um, you know, you can't uh, you can't always be asking for permission. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to be proactive and, and assert yourself and, and claim that and seat at the table. Jump table. in, yeah. What I did. That's great advice. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off that, who was your inspiration? Who was your mentor that said, this is your moment? Because it's never, first of all, it's never easy to run for office. It takes right. a lot of courage, yeah. sacrifice, family is involved. And, and so... And then when you add the component of being someone who is part of the LGBTQ community, right. there's there may be judgment. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not easy. I certainly have faced that. So, what what would you say, or who has been your inspiration and your mentorship to say, "I got you"? Yeah. Well, I was mentored uh, by a good good friend, a former state representative, Joe Saunders. So, oh, Joe yeah. Saunders, uh, he okay. also made history with his campaign when he was elected in 2012 as the first openly LGBTQ member of the legislature at the same time as former state representative David Richardson, they were both elected in the same cycle. It was crazy about the, you know, the historic nature of those campaigns was up until 2012, up until 2012, not a single openly LGBTQ person has had ever served in the Florida legislature in the history of our state. And in one election cycle in 2012, we elected two openly gay members of the legislature, one of them being Joe Saunders, my friend from college, from UCF. And when he was elected, I became his legislative aide and his top staffer. But then when 2015 came around, when I had my aha moment, you know, he was, you know, someone who was very, very supportive who gave me a lot of good advice because he ran before he had been in, in those shoes before he had walked that path. And, uh, and so, you know, a lot of my success I do owe to my good friend and mentor Joe Saunders, who taught me a lot about, um, about politics. That's for sure. Awesome. <laughs> so full disclosure and all, we can say this here. He's actually going to, he's actually going to be a guest on our show. That's true. Coming he up is. soon. He is. Oh my he God. Is. Crazy. Yes, he is. Totally not planned, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was not staged. No, it was no. not. <laughs> so, you know, we, we want to lighten it up a little bit. We want to have, yeah. a, you know, fun here on the squeeze. So I'm going to ask you a question that really is not policy, you know, it's not policy related. Uh, if you could go back in time, what would you say to the younger Carlos Guillermo Smith? I don't want to sound too cliche. <laughs> That's not a good way to yeah. start <laughs> if you don't want to. But yeah. I, you know, I would probably tell the teenage version of Carlos when I was a, a little queer kid in high school at Spanish River in Boca Raton, it gets better. Okay. It gets better. You know, it wasn't out when I was in high school. Uh, I didn't come out until I was in college. Uh, where, you know, I really got to, um, I guess, be my more authentic self. Uh, I didn't ever think that I was going to be out as a proud gay man because, you know, when I graduated from high school in 1999, we didn't have any LGBT role models that were very high profile. I didn't know who Harvey Milk was when I graduated from high school. Uh, and so, you know, that was, that was a different time in my life. And, you know, now I'm an elected official, um, serving in the Florida house of representatives. I'm happily married to my husband, Jarek Mediavia Negron. Hola papito. Um, whenever he's watching and, you know, we just, we just have a, a happy, wonderful life. And that's, you know, not what I necessarily would have pictured pictured, I guess, myself having when I was much younger. So that's why I think it's really important, especially as an LGBT elected official who's also in a, in a same-sex marriage and a same-sex relationship, that we live our lives out loud because, you know, we are role models, whether we realize it or not, uh, for LGBTQ youth who really need to to see that. On a fun note, what would be a great vacation for you <laughs> <laughs> okay you didn't think i was going there <laughs> after being locked down for a year due to covid any vacation right now would be great. a <laughs> great vacation yeah. top of my bucket list is to go to new zealand that's really where i want to travel to uh when we have the resources to do it maybe when we're retired uh, i'm a huge um Tolkien fan and I love Lord of the Rings as well, which is why I have a very, I have a, I have a, um, a affinity for New Zealand where the, where the trilogy was filmed. So that's, that's the perfect vacation right now. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we want to come with you for sure. For sure. Well, you know, I'm a teacher. So, um, thank you. Thank you. So we're going to give ourselves a quiz, not yeah. you. We're going to put ourselves to the test. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you a minute. I want you to tell us two truths and a lie, and we're going to try and figure out which one is the lie. So think about it for a minute. I got them. Whenever you're ready, rep. Okay. Number one, when I met my husband, Jarek Merevia Negron, I thought he was straight. Number two, I'm a former reality TV star. So maybe there's a men's warehouse <laughs> show we don't know about in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Number three, I was a state volleyball champ. 
in Florida. Would, would you think I, there was boys say... volleyball in Orlando in 99? Yes. Palm Beach County. I'm sorry, Boca. He said Boca. Oh, Boca. He said Palm Spanish Beach. River. I was listening. I was listening. So that would be too obvious to be the lie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it'd be like, yeah, so that's definitely true. I'm going to check mark that. Okay. Which one is the lie? I think that. I would say number two. You think he was not? He was not a reality star. I'll just let Does the he? record show that I think you were. So. <laughs> so, okay. Drum roll. All right. What are we going to go with? Which one is the lie? We're going to go with that one? You want to go with two? Whatever. I trust you. All right. Well, you're the teacher. I'd say that I trust you. I think you. number one is a lie. I think when he met his husband, he knew that he was gay. Not that he, he didn't think he was straight. Maybe. Well, you never know. All right. <laughs> just reveal. Okay. We each picked ours. Okay. You go ahead and reveal, representative. Okay. All right. So, um, number one, when I met my husband, Jarek, I thought he was straight. Oh, oh that's the truth. Told- you were right. Okay. <laughs> True. It is true. Okay. Now that your viewers know, Carlos Guillermo Smith's gaydar is totally broken. Totally malfunctioning. It's a miracle you're married at this point. It's a miracle you're not still single. Right. Right. That's that's why I got married at age 39. Oh, my God. And then number two, I said to you, was uh, I am a former reality TV star. That is true. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That one just, I knew it. Well, we both failed. I was a contestant in the fourth season of NBC's Fear Factor. Whoa. Okay. show. Oh that my gosh, funny. did you win? At the height of its popularity uh, in 2004, I remember oh. my episode was watched by 11 million viewers. Uh, I've climbed the Andes Mountains in uh, really? Peru. That's pretty badass. Yeah. He's making his way back to the starting point. He got it. Hey guys, 105.4. Statewide volleyball champ. Yeah, that's a total lie. Now I have a special segment for you. It's called Luck Be a Lady Tonight. I got my lucky leprechaun glasses. Oh, hey, hey, there we go. There we go. Luck Be a Lady. Obviously, it's casino theme. I have here some dice. So if I roll an odd number, you have to tell us an embarrassing fact about you. And if I roll an oh, even number, even number. Oh, let's here. each roll one, and then whatever the total is, we'll see if it's odd or even. This if it's something even, even, if it's odd, I have to say something. And if it's even, would... something you're proud of. Okay. All right. Okay. So here we go. We're gonna go for it. Wait. Let's blow on it. For good luck. Here for we go. For good luck. I got one, and you got three. yes, you got two. Total three. Something embarrassing about yourself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. So PG and fun, right? PG, PG and fun. And fun. <laughs> that I um. <laughs> I can do good impersonations of people. One yeah. now. Do one now, and we'll end it up and like we'll, that. Okay. We'll wrap it up this like is that. It's a political show. Okay. Um, one of my more show. famous political impressions is of 
former Senator Bill Nelson. Oh, I can't wait. Who's now the uh, head of NASA. Yeah. And what's crazy is that a lot of Senator Nelson's former staff actually love when I do my impression of Senator Nelson. My name is Senator (laughs) Bill Nelson. If you want to move forward, you put the car in D. If you want to go backwards, you vote for Republicans. Oh, that, was that was perfect. Perfect. That was that perfect. Was perfect. Thank you for being such a great yes. sport. Thank you for Thank everything you. that you're doing. Thank you for fighting the good fight in Tallahassee. We really appreciate you. Thank you, uh, you know, for being a beacon for uh, the LGBTQ plus community. And thank you for indulging us here on The Squeeze. Yes, thank you so much for your leadership. Gracias a ti, Marco. And <laughs> this is just, it's so good to be with you and Lucia, both of you are also amazing leaders in your um, communities. And it's great to have this conversation to um, be able to you know, tell folks what we're really about. Hi, I'm Florida State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, and you're watching The Squeeze. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out our next episode on The Squeeze.